Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 160. And today we are finishing up our series in the book of Galatians. We are looking in chapter 6 today. Now there's 18 verses in chapter 6. We're not going to look at each and every one of those verses. But I do want to wrap up today with the theme in the last part of this letter. Paul writes to this church in Galatia, and as he does, he's talking about the freedom in Christ and the freedom from the law. We were not saved by the law. We were saved from the law. The law could not be fulfilled by us. No matter how hard we worked, we can't produce fruit, right? Fruit is grown. Fruit is a result of life, not works. We've been given life in Jesus Christ. And so as he finishes up this letter, the church in Galatia, he is trying his best to say, the false teachers that have come in are trying to burden you. Jesus is trying to free you. He's trying to lift that burden. So he wraps up his letter by saying this, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression or sin or a fault that's falling away from the congregation, from the believers, from the gathering, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Do you like how he says, bear one another's burdens? He says this, the Judaizers, those that have taught to put more law on you, are trying to burden you. They're trying to add to you. But I'm asking you as believers to help bear one another's burdens. There, are, Everybody has a story. Everybody has stuff that burdens them down. So I'm asking you, what the church does is we come alongside our brothers and we help them carry their burdens. As he closes this letter, he's giving a challenge to the church and says, listen, yes, we have a lot going on as believers. We have a lot going on in our own lives. And so we need to come alongside one another and be the church. We are called to bear one another's burdens. If somebody fails, if somebody falls away and sins in a way that keeps them out of close fellowship with one another, then you who are spiritual, those of you who are mature in your faith, restore that person with a spirit of gentleness. Don't do it with a convicting tone. They know they're wrong. Do it with a spirit of gentleness and be careful yourself that you don't be tempted and come alongside one another, bearing one another's burdens. If you jump down to verse number nine, he says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith. I think he's reminded here of where Jesus prayed his high priestly prayer and reminded us through those words as he was talking to his heavenly father, let them be one so that the world knows that you sent me. Basically, Jesus says, Father, if the church would get along, if the church would be one and unified, the world will say, that is of God. Jesus came from God, and he is the one who is empowering this whole thing. If you want proof of Jesus, look to the unity in the church. So Paul reminds him in his last few words, if you every opportunity you have, do good to everyone and especially those who are of the household of faith, because that is the proof that Jesus has changed your life. Not that you've worked and earned your salvation, but that Jesus showed up and that he is real. 
his last paragraph, he says something very interesting that I think is funny, honestly. He says this in verse number 11, see with what large letters I'm writing to you with my own hand. He says, look, I've written this letter with my own hand. Now, a lot of times in this day and age, they would use a scribe. They would use someone that would write for them. Someone would write what Paul was speaking and they would use that as a letter. Paul's handwriting probably wasn't great. In fact, most commentators, most theologians believe that Paul had an eyesight issue. He talks about it in some of his letters and some of his encounters. He talks about his ailment. A lot of people think that it's a eyesight issue. So when he wrote, he would write with very large letters. It also could mean that he was underlining these things. He was saying, listen, this is where I'm going to highlight these things for you. So you know there's extra emphasis in this. Do good. Any opportunity you have to do good, do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. Today, maybe you need to think, how can I do good to someone who's of the household of faith, who is of my church congregation in my local community? Maybe you need to look around and see the burdens people are carrying. The hard part is people don't share those burdens a lot, but everyone has a story. Everyone has a burden that they're carrying, and it's our job to come alongside them and help them carry those burdens. Maybe it's just for a season. Maybe it's just while they're in a difficult spot. Maybe they have a financial burden. Maybe they have a health burden. Maybe they have trouble in their family. Maybe they have a relationship issue. There could be thousands of different burdens out there. We are called to come alongside and help them carry their burdens. And people come alongside and help us carry our burdens. And any opportunity we have to do good, we need to do good. He finishes his last line in the book of Galatians. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. As he wraps this up, we need to be reminded today, we need to do good. And not just because we're working to earn something, but because we've experienced the grace of Jesus, our Lord. So our spirit that is calling out in us, Abba Father, our spirit in us that is producing fruit because of the life of Jesus within us, we should be doing good. Today, find one place to do some good.